can we? Can I go back to because I, I, I thought what you said was fascinating because you called it bull when you said people can't you know pull themselves up. Do you think that race plays a part in wealth dis- distribution or either a mindset that you can't today? Or cannot? Yeah. No. You don't. No, I don't. I don't. You and I, we're proof. Why would race have anything to do with it? Stick your, put your mind to what you want to do and go for that. Uh, it's kind of like religion to me. It's a good excuse for not getting there. Yeah. You know, I said, it's probably getting me in trouble, but I said to some of my colleagues recently, and so I know that it's an issue, but I've been, it seems like every single day on television I'm talking about race, and it's because of the news cycle, it's in the news, but I'm, sometimes I get so tired of talking about it, I want to... I want to just go, this is over, can we move on? And, and if you talk about it, it exists. Right. Yeah. It's not like it exists and we refuse to talk about it, but making it a bigger issue than it needs to be is a problem we have. So I understand you recently had a birthday. You're tw- All right, Des, I'm going to stop it there. And again, we talked about income and equality and uh Pulling yourself up, even though race sometimes plays a factor, and she gave us her um, her side, her position regarding that. So, Casey Cooper, please, please, please. Um, I'm getting ready to three two three six four six. His mic is open. Um, meet Joshua Brown. Hello, sir. How are you? Well, hello, ma'am. How are you doing? I'm glad to hear that you are trying to overcome the racist paralysis and actually do something. That is very good. By the way, I recognize one of the voices in that little clip, Miss Valerie. Who was the other one? I figured you would. And uh, the other is Morgan Freeman. Oh, yeah, I recognize you know your favorite Morgan Don Freeman. Lemon. Who was the other one? Oh, that was Don Lemon. Oh, you didn't recognize Don Lemon? Oh, I Don never Lemon? listened Boy, to him. I, you- I can't stand... I can't stand but three or four seconds before I want to vomit, so I don't recognize his sorry voice. What I heard, well, yeah, he's so sick of it as his white partner's dick is sliding in and out of his ass. I suppose, yeah, he might say that. (laughs) Anyway, I forgot to warn you that uh, this is... (laughs) This is an R-rated, X-rated Sleazy, show. Firm I apologize. The whole damn CNN crying Negro network behind Van uh, Jones crying and Don Lemon getting his booty squeezed into the weak tea, uh, excuse me, that CNN consists of uh, ground up, Anderson Cooper with their LGBT surrogate behind. Yeah, that's real nice, real poison that is insidiously getting into the heads of the American public, especially black folk. Anyway, Morgan Freeman lives down here in Mississippi, and he avoids Uh hanging around with that Hollywood in crowd. He's never out there except when he's working that's what I found. You can't party with those fools because they're all gay. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now to the other Ms. Casey's situation. here, and, and she took about six years and made millions. Um, but, yeah, she's a, a definite success story. Well, I was the second highest person in Hollywood, so I know what racism is because they couldn't stand that. And they kept propping Judy's ass up. And you know about Oprah being a superstar. 
But what you don't know is the last three years I had my show, I beat her every week in the ratings. We're stepping on Judy's heels if not beating her. And every time I started beating her, CBS syndication that all three of us were in would start changing her rules so she'd get boosted ratings and mine would go down. Anyway, that being the case, um, yeah, there's racism. But then again, white supremacy is like lions in the Serengeti. If you lived in the Serengeti, you either learned how to handle lions or your ass got eaten up or you stayed home and didn't do any damn thing. So white supremacy is another form of adversity, and black folk need to deal with it. Let me ask you some questions, ma'am. Have you ever had your home burglarized? Oh, yes, I actually have. And then, you know what, uh, Judge? I had a, I've had PSTD, PTSD for about seven or eight years afterwards. So, yeah, I actually have twice, actually. Well, I didn't. I was plotting on some ways to invite whoever did it back in so I could get them. Now, but you got over it. And that's a woman thing where you get that P, uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome over it. Men aren't supposed to. Is supposed to go to war. But you see, black folk still have this problem with white supremacy, and they can't get over it, and they look at it with post-traumatic stress syndrome, like women do with something like that. Women, you know, they might have broken in and done something to you. You, know? you weren't able to do anything about it. Let me ask you another question. Have you ever hired a black contractor? All the time, Judge. Most of the companies that I work with are are companies, you know, people of color. Okay. You ever hired a white one? Absolutely. You know, I I split it down the middle both ways. So, you know, I've hired white, I've hired black. Now, here's a point I'm going to get to. I'm getting to a point. Bear with me. Were there any differences in the performances in terms of the balance one way or the other? I'm sure there were fine black contractors and fine white ones. But did you have any bad experiences? Yes. I've actually had bad experiences either way, you know, both ways, yes. white contractors and black alike. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, okay, I'm getting somewhere. Now, were the negatives the same for both groups in part? or in large part one way or the other? In other words, did the two groups have different negatives or were the negatives the same for both groups on balance? They actually had two different types of negatives. Um, So, yes, to answer your question. Yes. Okay. Now, the same thing would have you patronize black businesses, say, for retail purposes. Absolutely. Um, you know, I patronize white ones. Yeah, of course, everybody has. And do you notice any difference in the negatives that you might generally attribute to both groups? In the negatives, day-to-day, Judge, I'm going to be honest, it's not really anything that I pay attention to. More so, I'm going to say, like, on personal buys, like, you know, clothes and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say I haven't okay. really given it much you know, thought. Well, this is what I'm trying to do. If I'm 
I'm getting too old to be messing around with this. I ought to be enjoying my retirement. But I can't because my lifetime proposition has been protecting womanhood and promoting manhood, and I have to keep doing those two. I can't stop. So I'm trying to get folk to get an understanding We're always talking about black leadership. White folk have their fearless leaders who galvanize them to do things so they maintain their hegemony on power, prestige, position. But they don't really have anybody that needs to lead them on a day-to-day basis, for the most part, at least not in this country. Black folk don't have any leaders, and when we had them, they were more figureheads for a position, a philosophy, or a way of looking at life, a worldview, if you might, a landscape. But perhaps we still need to develop leadership because we don't have anybody to give guidance to our people in how they need to think. So that's what I am dealing with here. And when I say how to think, I'm not saying you need to be locked into one worldview, but I am saying that if we want to be able to get beyond looking at white supremacy as a paralyzing condition rather than an adversity that we have to address, just like ancestors used to deal with lions down in what is now the Serengeti or perhaps before it became what it is, saber-toothed cats, and we all have these admixtures, and there were wolves and saber-toothed cats, cave bears, and everything else that people all over the world once had to deal with. And these things like people as appetizers, main meals, or midnight snacks. So that's where I'm going with this. But what now, back to another question Do you notice anything in common about the negatives that you encountered when dealing with black business as a retail customer or black businesses in terms of contracting for business that need to be addressed? Yes, Judge, I definitely did notice. Oh, I definitely did notice a common thread with the, you know, the minority contractors. Yes. And do you see any possibility that what that problem is is something that stems from a lack of, shall we get a real brief phrase for it, a lack of home training? Definitely, Judge. I I, I smell what you're cooking, and I, I would definitely have to agree. All right. Now, when we get into understanding the need for home training, do we see any enemies of the home and the family, the structure that we are being propagandized perhaps to embrace that may not be good for eliminating these negatives? Oh, yes. And I think, I mean, just looking back historically, there's so many examples of that, you know. You can't sit here and act like, you know, somebody's pulling this out of the, out of the sky. You know, we have so many examples, documented examples, actually, um, of, of, of what you're speaking about. Okay. Would you say, then, that it is not an unreasonable proposition 
that some entities that we ought to look at as enemies are advocating the destruction of the family and the destruction of what families ought to be doing to prepare their children to become functional adults? I would have to absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I would have to absolutely agree with you on that. But did you see any connection between that? Perhaps any groups that our people seem so fixated on supporting to their detriment. Yeah, I think Any the the, the pro- oh yeah yeah definitely judge. I mean, I I definitely smell what you're cooking here, and I, I would have to say definitely, which goes to your point about you know free thinking. You know, it's sometimes when you're spoon fed things, you get used to eating that, and your your taste and your your palate becomes you know used to that. So I think we got to kind of think outside the box and, and do some thinking for ourselves here. So I, I totally agree. Well, you know, that, that that's an interesting thing, the way you put it, spoon-fed. I have some adult acquaintances who still have the appetites that they had when they were 15, 16 years old. Uh, I have other acquaintances the same age range who had the same appetites at 15 and 16 as these individuals I'm talking about, but now they like steak, lobster, you know, rack of lamb, and, you know, salmon, center cut, and that kind of thing, rather than Mickey D's and fries. Some people don't seem to grow. Do you have any observations about why they don't? Judge, I mean, I think it's it's a it's a it's a gambit of things, you know. I mean, you can go you can go with that for mental illness. You can go with generational curses. You can go with just you know lack of self awareness. There's so many different things to why people just don't grow, you know. Do you see any problem with our fixation on white supremacy as a paralytic venom that we are getting injected into ourselves? without realizing that there's a parasitical mindset that is the injective agency. In other words, we got a vampire phantom snake that's latched on to us that's injecting poison and we can't see it. I would have to agree, Judge, you know, for me and my household, you know, my child I took my children out of school two years ago. Um, they really don't watch a bunch of T V and all that kind of stuff. I try, you know, get them outside and get them in the pool and, you know, just get them outside. You don't have to buy into what's 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 there. You know, you can do some other things. You can, you know, tune into and tap into other frequencies. So I have to wholeheartedly agree with exactly what you're saying. There you go. Have you, by the way, ever watched Doc McStuffins? It's a children's program. I'm not it's sure who popular. that is, Judge. I'm not sure who I know. A, I know about Duck Tales, but I don't know about Doc McStuffins. Maybe you clue me Doc in on that. Doc McStuffins has won Emmy Award after Emmy Award. It's about a little black girl who has a magic necklace that turns toys and stuffed animals into animate objects, and she doctors on them. Her mother is a doctor, medical doctor. She's black. She's got an idiot little brother. 
who's a couple of years younger than she is, a complete idiot, and all of his male friends are complete idiots. They're children. The father is a stay-at-home dad, and he dances around the house in a frilly little apron, flouncing around, and is so proud that his physician wife tells her friend girls how good a cook, housekeeper, and confidant he is. Oh, wow. No, I have not want that at my house. <laughs> please don't let your children look at that. And yeah, we don't want that at my house. Judge, FYI, she travels around the world, and she teaches people um, wealth and wealth building oh, I, 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 um, I via the trucking part. industry. I got you. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that at my house. I got this part. But I'm talking about since she gets around the world, advise people when there's a vampire entity that's poisoned. Oh, yeah. Right. Now, because you can see it. You know this thing about I can see ghosts. Oh, yeah. I can see the dead, you know. It's that kind of thing. you got the power. you got the power. And it's created by five white lesbians, all in their 50s or 60s. And they keep getting Emmy Award after Emmy Award for this oh, wow. poison that they're spreading to wow. the kids. Wow. And all of that makes sense, Judge. All all of that makes sense. Everything you just laid out, it makes total sense. Now, check this out. They even have some of these animated stuffed animals. Would you believe it? And the little girl is like seven years old in this thing. And they even have some of the stuffed animals coming up with homosexual relationships with each other. Oh, come on. Don't actually screw. When you look at it, you're going, why is this fed to a seven-year-old? And you see, remember our little remark you made about your PTSD after the burglary incident, and I remarked that the feminine thing is understood but not masculine? Yes. Yes. More of that role reversal put into the boy's head. Right. More of that put into the girl's head. Right. The girl is the hero that gets everything together, and the boy is the one that goes around acting like what little girls used to act like. Still do. Wow. Yeah. It's a whole psychology behind it. White supremacy is a paralysis that black people have a mental paralysis. It is real, but so is walking out your front door with a fear that something will fall out of the sky from a passing 737, and it will kill you. You know these people that can't go outside because of an unreasoning phobia? Yes. Do you see any per chance analogy between black folks, some black folks' fixation upon white supremacy is comparable to these phobias? Oh, yeah, Doug. I mean, it's everywhere. You know, you get on social media, that's all you're seeing, black music. We just had the 16-year-old black girl shot to death by the police. You know, every day on your timeline, it's all you're seeing is, you know, Black, you know, black people being killed and beat, and, you know, it, it's definitely, it's definitely 
paralyzing. So I, I could definitely see your point with that. 35 years ago, that wouldn't have had much traction because actually the fact is fewer people are killed like that now than they were 35 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. Much, many fewer. But yeah. after 50 years of this kind of weird propaganda of role reversal, you get the boys acting like they've got PTSD. And it has a particular traction now that it would not have had 35 years ago. Correct. Now, do you see any curative to these things? In other words, if you want to promote black enterprise, uh, don't you have to kind of get the mindset adjusted to the people you're trying to address of the people you're you trying You do. You do, Judge. So you do. You do. Okay, you do. Well, because to be you. honest, you know. I see the stuff just like everybody else does, but that don't mean I have to click on it, and that don't mean I have to watch it. I saw something today. I was like a child or a four-month-old black child in a car, and I read the caption, and they were saying, oh, the police didn't know this black baby was in the car. I didn't even click on it because I don't need no more. I'm good. I'm full. I'm, I don't need no more of that. So I don't attune my energy into that. You know, I don't pay. I don't. Yeah, I know what happens, but that's not what I'm feeding on every day. You know, I can't watch that stuff. And, and and go out here with a, a sound mind and, you know, clear conscience and just do what I need to do. So I don't even pay it no mind. I don't, I don't watch a bunch of TV. If I do with something educational or something about wilderness to kind of, you know, help me escape. But some people just don't know that the, we call it the, the pill and the banana. You don't know what they're feeding you in this banana, you know. So mm-hmm. I just, you know, do me. I tune my attention to what it is, my desired outcomes and, things that I'm interested in and things that uplift me. And outside of that, if it's not something I'm, you know, trying to, to, to manifest or create, I'm not paying attention to it. That's, you know, that's just me. But everybody perhaps, doesn't have that, you know, same ability. That's right. Perhaps a pill pocket that you feed medication to dogs, puppies, and human puppies, people puppies. You know, you put it in something sweet, pop it in, they
So I would have to say, you know, you got to get serious about who you want to be and where you want to go. And that's that's just that's just all to the story. Uh, one last request of you for observation. Have you noticed that white people tend to ID upon their successful people in terms of not so much rock stars as people who are business tycoons, political leaders and stuff like that, and black folk just ideate on, oh, Cardi B or Lizzo or some such nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, I think that's probably the answer, you know. The same way as Cardi B, it's also, you know, several black women, you know, myself included, who keep their clothes on, who, you know, know their facts, who know their stuff. You know, that pendulum can swing anyway. You know, just like it's some woman taking her clothes off, it's some woman that's fully clothed that can give you, you know, data and statistics all day long. So it's really, for me, it's about what you're attuning to, you know, what you're paying attention to. We all know what you what you feed is going to grow, you know, and that's, well, that's a personal choice. Perhaps what I might say is this. We need to make women like you role models instead of Lizzo the hippo. <laughs> I'm working on it, Judge. I'm working on it. I'm working on it, okay? <laughs> I'm out here. I'm working oh. on it, okay? Give me give me a little bit longer. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> That's why you're here today. And by the way, FYI, I do intend to be running for mayor of Memphis in 2023. I might ask for your help. Amen. You got my full support. You have my full support. Amen. All right. All right. Valerie, I want you to do me a favor since I forget to write this stuff down sometimes. When you edit this, send me a little clip of this dialogue I've had with our guest, please. I really appreciate it. I will have a Thank you. Now, ma'am, do you have any final remarks and tell us how we can find you? And thank you so very much for giving us a breath of very fresh air. Hyped up with an extra dose of oxygen from the 20.9% most of the air has at sea level. We needed that. Yes, absolutely, Judge. Um, Valerie and I discussed this. You know, I'm a whole, I'm a steadfast believer in the fact that there's a lot of us who have been putting in the work, you know, and it's it's a different paradigm right now. You have all these different outlets. You have all these different, you know, vehicles. And I really just want to encourage people of color to, you know, get out here and be all you can be. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a different day. I know I've had it a lot easier than my grandfather had it. But I I was at my grandmother's house one day and I saw a paycheck that he got when he was leaving the Army in 1942. He left the Army with $175. And to this day, he's been dead now for, God knows, I want to say almost 20 years. But he has taken care of, you know, 13 children. My grandmother has never worked, and she still does. He's still taking care of her in her, in her death. And I'd be a fool to go out here and just negate my whole lineage and last name, acting a fool, acting like I'm not who I am and I'm not of my lineage. So we have to really tap into the fact that it was not so easy only but one lifetime ago. You look back, one, two lifetimes ago, it was not like this. So for our children and our children's children, we have to really get on our good foot and do all we can do. You know, this race ain't over. Although we, you know, accomplished some things, we have, we have, you know, ways to go. So I would just encourage them to, you know, really go out here. It's education everywhere, YouTube, free free videos, you know, social media, all kinds of stuff, stocks, cryptocurrency, whatever you want to do. You know, there is some type of avenue for you to get further education on it. 
So, you know, myself, um, other you know, people like yourself in the public eye who, you know, stand, you know, firm on their beliefs, you know, we have to really just, you know, tap into that and, and, and be our best selves. So you guys can find me. Uh, the website is www.thecompasscircles.com. If you are an entrepreneur and you are looking for ways to grow and scale, you know, with, with surety, not hustling and, you know, doing all this meandering every day, um, you can find me there. I'm on Instagram at the Compass Circle, Tube, the Compass Circle, Twitter, the Compass Circle, and Facebook, the Compass Circle as well. It has been a pleasure. Thank you, ma'am, for coming and invigorating our typical dialogues. By the way, there's somebody. Ms. Cooper, do you have ties to Memphis? I thought I saw Memphis somewhere because Judge is in Memphis. Yeah, I, I actually talked to Judge about two weeks ago. I, I was in Memphis for a networking event where we were, you know, teaching young, uh, and not just young, but, you know, minority uh, companies and woman-owned companies. And, uh, you know, I think I'm going to take that to Nashville also. So I will be back in Tennessee probably in about 40 days or so. And, uh, you know, if you guys need me, and especially, Judge, if you're going to run for any type of office, let me be – uh, on the top five list of supporters, please. I okay, I'll tell you, you what, Ms. Valerie, please give our guest my contact information. Uh, we'll do mm-hmm. lunch or dinner or something. Let's talk about it. And another person you need to perhaps hook up with if you get the chance who is attuned to where you're coming from, but she's a clinical psychologist, is a frequent guest, well, sometimes a guest of her, Dr. Cheyenne Bryant. You can look her up. I think you two would profit by having a discussion with each other. Absolutely. I will do that, Judge. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Um, That said, thank you so much. And if you want to hang around, you can. But I understand you have other commitments. I get that. So uh, spread the word. I hope you're enjoying this big exclusive via the Judge Joe Brown Show. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel. Now, back to the show. This show is sponsored by the Hurricane Reports, merchandise, and more.